Hello and welcome to LCWS After Dark. I'm one of your hosts, Melissa. And I'm Eli, and today we're talking about There's No Place Like Home, aka making places feel real and other kinds of descriptions. So, given that I don't like describing things, this is once again a Melissa-centric episode. (laughs) I do not feel prepared for this at all. (laughs) What do you want to know about descriptions, Eli? I guess first let's go into a description of what descriptions are. So descriptions in uh, written media tend to be a bit different from what you see in film because in film it's very easy to describe what's happening because you can see it. But if the person you're talking to or the person that's reading can't see what's happening, which is probably the case unless they're, I don't know, psychic. Um, you have to find a way to weave descriptions in with the story without bogging it down. Unless, Mm -hmm. unless you are like Cassie or like uh, the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings and instead would like to do 20 pages of description. Um, one thing that Melissa and I actually talked about before the podcast, I think this was yesterday, uh, (laughs) we were mentioning... Uh, or no, it was during our last meeting where we were doing descriptions and at one point Melissa, as a character in the story, uh, escapes this prison by using very long descriptions and she said, yeah, if I wrote that in a book, you would just, you would just skip it. And I was like, yep. (laughs) Yeah, the idea with description is you want to ground your character in like a space. Mm-hmm. Rather than them just kind of floating in nothingness as things happen around them. My my characters float in nothingness for the most part. Which, fun <laughs> fact, I've also written a story where a character basically floats in nothingness. Yeah, well, basically with me, you'll, be, you'll probably get some descriptions of um, where a character is, but you probably won't know. There won't be many defining details of what's happening. I'm like the equivalent of a webcomic where all the backgrounds are, like there's no backgrounds, it's just the characters. <laughs> um, it'll be like, yeah, they're in their home. And you'll get one or two, like, you'll be like, yeah, there's a blanket on the couch, there's a couch, this is the color of the walls, that's probably the most you'll get from me unless that location is particularly important. And this really comes down to what kind of writer you are because some people like Melissa and Cassie really like giving descriptions and others Mm -hmm. like me do not. And when it comes to if you actually like including descriptions in your work don't just describe like the setting but also like the sounds that are happening in like setting because it gives like more of an authentic feel. Yeah Um, and Make sure one thing that I like to do is describe things that are happening that aren't necessarily relevant to the story. Like, let's say your character is talking to someone, and while they're talking, they notice, I don't know, there's a seagull sitting on something, eating an orange peel or whatever. That creates more of a sense that there's a world happening outside of the character. Yeah, and it also, like, brings in, like, a suggestion of, like, the type of character this is. Someone who's maybe a little bit distractible Mm -hmm. by random things, but that's, like, a little character quirk that is 
always nice to read because people have little character quirks like that. Yeah. And also, I would say there are probably very few people that, you know, when you're having an extended conversation that are going to be 100% focused, people look around. They, they notice things. They hear things. They, they might smell things and they might taste things depending mm-hmm. on what they're doing. So, or they might, you know, be touching their pants or moving around. So, Melissa. Or they might be noticing how their clothes feels on their body. Yes. And that might be distracting. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, would you like to give us some tips and tricks for describing things in general? Or um, how to describe places that are new to a character versus places that are familiar to a character? Hmm. How I usually go about writing descriptions is I I have a very active imagination, so I like picture it in my mind, and I try to, as best I can, paint a picture using words. Not the most helpful advice, though. Um, (laughs) That's very vague. That is really Um, vague. Uh, in order to do that, I like to research different literary devices you can use. Um, like perhaps, eh, I don't know if metaphor is the best example about, but... Similes. Similes and metaphors, yeah. Similes and metaphors, comparing things to other things that you might have a tangible idea or image of is mm-hmm. helpful. Um, I would say a good thing, too, is checking which adjectives you're using, because, yes. for example, if you're talking about bugs, you could say you could say they're crawling along the wall, or you could say they're scuttling across the floor. Scuttling gives you a very particular image, mm-hmm. but I would also keep in mind, depending on the style you're going for, personally, if I see... Um, too many adjectives for let's say speech i know this is this is a whole thing in the writing community where it's like said is not dead or what to use for dialogue tags um i personally will kind of check out if every time someone says something they're screaming or gasping or uh yell or whatever so just keep that in mind um a lot of your readers might check out so do it Mm. in moderation moderation is definitely key for those sorts of adjectives because like if you have like a long like a few pages of dialogue and after every single piece of dialogue it's like he said aggressively or he growled or weird aggressive like (laughs) i don't know i'm thinking of aggressive ones but like weird his orbs (laughs) blinked moistly <laughs> not, not everything needs a, a lee in it like you know yeah sometimes and, and just also, said is um, enough and sometimes you don't yeah, even and need something it you want to make sure of when you're describing i okay i'm looking at you cis guys um and also some of some of the women i'm you know what i'm gonna call out both of you guys um when describing women, don't be weird about it. <laughs> just, I'm begging you to just describe them like normal people. Because let's, you know all those stories where someone's like, she looked in the mirror and saw her pouty lips and whatever, and her, she's so lethe, but also 
she's so normal and then they go on and talk about how beautiful she is but also she's totally average and no one loves her but she's everyone not like loves her. other girls but also she's the most yeah don't do that either the world just because purely based on how she looks and here's how she looks <laughs> yeah and she's she's not like other girls she's better than other girls stop that mm-hmm. just listen i get it i was not like other girls when i was younger because i was like ew pink girliness that's bad other girls are just like you. They like diverse things. Maybe some of them like being pink pretty princesses. Maybe some of them want to be tomboys or whatever. It doesn't matter. D- don't tear other people down to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. This has been a PSA. Um, yeah, very good PSA. <laughs> but also, thank you. Also, don't, I'm begging you, don't talk about boobs. I mean, if they're extraordinarily big or for some reason it's like super important to your story, sure. But for the most part, I would say most people who have boobs, we only really notice them if like you get punched in the boob oh or like or your boobs are sweaty or something. Yeah. Oh. oh. They're just, we don't really, at least in my case, we don't really feel much with it. It's, they're literally just sacks of fat. You don't, <laughs> there's not many nerves in there. It's not like we see a guy and our boobs jiggle. Oh my god, stop Like, I've it, seen please. that, and it's like, her boobs stood at attention. Like, what? Um, Eli not... has clearly been on um, and writing women uh, subreddit a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> for, for your own sake. Not... Not even, it's not even that, it's uh, some books that I've read, you know, the real culprits usually are any thriller books or any books that have to do with police officers. Those ones, unfortunately, are always, and it's always the divorce guy or his wife is dead and he ranks, the only thing we get to know about the women around him are whether they're single and whether he thinks they're attractive or not and how big their boobs are nice also don't don't talk about children's boobs please i also dislike that yeah so that should not even it. need to be a conversation yeah so don't do that what books have you um, been reading back to general, yeah back to general descriptions though when you're describing new places um versus a familiar place with new places, when a character shows up, you're probably going to notice more things than you would coming into a home or somewhere that's familiar to the character. Because when you're in a new place, you're like, it, it's like when you bring a dog to like the vet, they're like, oh my god, look at all these things. There's so many new things here. So you're obviously going to notice it. Whereas if you're in a location you've been in frequently, you're it's kind of like being nose blind, but you're eye blind. You're not going to notice Mm-hmm. all the things you're just going to notice a couple of things you know that maybe are out of place or a couple of things that mean a lot to you yeah and sometimes you'll also notice things that are different in comparison to like somewhere you spent a lot of time sometimes yes. being in a new place will bring out things that maybe you didn't realize about where you originally came from mm-hmm. whether it's like the temperature or the humidity, yeah. simple things like that too. You know, the architecture of your city. I recently went to Southern California and the architecture is so different and it's, it's really? kind of gorgeous actually. There's a lot of like, 
stone and concrete buildings with like clay tiles Mm. whereas here you get a lot of brick houses um a lot of a lot of gray a lot of um like shingles but like they have like Mm -hmm. white concrete buildings and then you get a little bit of a sense of like hmm why may why might that be um like in southern california it's very sunny very sunny a lot of the time and you know darker buildings will darker colors will absorb more of that energy that heat that is let off by the sun and like lighter colors like white will reflect and maybe that's a way they used to keep the houses cooler in the summer yeah or for example when i was in europe a lot of the buildings are older and you know the classic cobblestone roads depending on where you are they have a lot of holes in the roads um most of their buildings aren't very tall but they're all very close together so having descriptions like that will make your writing feel a lot more authentic mm-hmm. though i will say it's probably also like i said earlier don't just do it in one big block yes. weave it into other actions the character is taking or um dialogue or have characters make comments on it please i'm begging you don't just make it one big blog yeah at the start of the chapter going back to um our discussion of like dialogue adjectives earlier um instead of always having every line being like they said you know they said aggressively Mm -hmm. or like weird you know i sorry i gotta stop saying said aggressively um but instead of having those adjectives or constantly just saying said weave in like descriptions of maybe where things that the character who's like listening or talking like notice as the conversation is happening and like weave the description of where they are what's happening around them or like to them or what changes the person's faces are doing or what actions that way you can show and not tell find little insights in the action that's happening around the character like say the main the character is listening to this person talk notice their eyebrows like furrow and then maybe like wondering oh what why and maybe have a little Mm -hmm. bit of insight into that um yeah and something to remember too is that humans we recognize uh social cues in a variety of ways so there's tone there's body language, there's the words chosen, and people lie with their body language a lot too. So keep that in mind when you're writing. Mm-hmm. Another thing about like body language is that it can give you insights to like aspects of the character, um, which we did talk a bit about at one point, like Eli noticing that I was picking my nails um, when we were recording <laughs> our like second episode, I believe it was. And... Mm-hmm. What could that say about me? That I am a very anxious being. <laughs> yeah, um, and you tend to look down, or even, even um, we're, this is probably edited out. But Melissa just now, um, their partner tried to talk to them, and Melissa said, "I'm busy in a loud voice, but while on the podcast, Melissa is practically whispering, and we have to amplify her voice every time." <laughs> We probably so won't have to you, amplify um, my voice this time because I'm pretty close to the mic. That's true. You are louder this time. Yeah. Um, but you still give off the impression of being a quieter person. Whereas if 
anytime I laugh, the mic peaks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, you can like mention how a character is speaking. If their voice sounds almost like a whisper, what could that say about Mm -hmm. them? What sort of insight into the character could that provide? Mm -hmm. Would you, my dear friend, like to give us an example of a description? You know, this actually has a little bit of dialogue in it. Um, Mm -hmm. and it might actually provide a little bit of example of, like, what we were just talking about, how you want to weave in little things as, like, dialogue is happening. So, I will begin. This has no title. It's just called Work in Progress. My feet brush the water surface. The blue of the ocean reflects the sun in my eyes. So bright, so beautiful, how I wish to float among the waves, my ears beneath the water so I can no longer hear all the noise of this corrupt city. The screams of those whose houses are overtaken are too much to bear at times. Worse still are the sobs of those left behind of the ones who couldn't make it out in time. The ocean is the last place where the corruption hasn't touched yet, somehow. It is my peace, and that is enough for me in this world. I hear rough footsteps coming up behind me. Then I turn towards them, only for my eyes to be met, to be burned by the dust as they kicked up. Hey, Mercury, I said as I turned back to the water. I rubbed my eyes as they began to tear up, trying to clean the dirt from them. Hey, the plans are all set. I'm leaving tonight, they said, with a surprising amount of sadness. That was unusual for them. I see. I suppose this is goodbye, then. It doesn't have to be. Come with me. We can change the world together. They said with more urgency than the last time they asked. For the better, right? A silence lingered between us. A silence that stretched one moment into hundreds. It was unbearable. I turned again and met their eyes. The anger in them grew every day. For the better, right? Things must be broken before they can be fixed, they said so simply, like causing more chaos in the world overrun with it was nothing to them. I took in a breath. The air smelled faintly of ash and salt. And what if it can't be fixed? Will there be anything left to fix? Who knows? But we have to do something. I have to do something. Anything would be better than rotting in this decrepit city, waiting for the corruption to start to consume us too destroying us from the inside out just like it's doing to this planet mercury let out sorry mercury let loose their anger at this world into me through those words i knew it wasn't me they were angry at but sometimes i wish i wasn't the only one that was there to listen to them as they screamed at this world while it wasted away sit with me for a moment before you go i take it that means you won't be coming with me they said calmer now as they crossed their legs to sit by me. They never let their feet touch, they never let their feet near the water. I'm gonna end it there. I really like, okay, there are a couple things we can pull out of there, and I also know exactly what prompt this is from, because I was the one that, uh, yeah, I pulled that prompt. Um, a few things stood out to me which is, we describe the ocean as a safe place, a place away from corruption. 
but uh, Mercury never lets their feet touch the water, which is saying basically that Mercury is not a part of that safe place. And also, the rough footsteps. Mm-hmm. Immediately we know, um, we can assume from this that Mercury either is not used to coming from here or they're already angry or already have some strong emotions. Another interpretation of they never let their feet touch the water, this idea that maybe they never let themselves feel safe or feel comfortable. They never yeah, allow themselves to rest for a moment. They're always on guard. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that we can take out of that and analyze. Um, so you can see just from Melissa's short piece there, which was what, two, three paragraphs, um, roughly. Um, roughly. We can see that there's a lot of uh, ways that you can use actions as a description and you can describe a character without directly saying what they look like. So that's pretty cool. Good job. Thank you. All right, so now we can read, I have a short poem that I wrote in first year and it's called Paint. And this is a different kind of description. It's more of the description that you'll find in poetry, lots of similes, metaphors. So here we go. My mouth is filled with paint, wet, gritty, smooth. I'm clawing at the edges, but I can't reach. I'm just out of touch. Something claws for me, too. Its fingers glide along my legs, up my thighs, smooth as silk, strong as bone, sharp as a scale. I'm screaming, but no one seems to hear me. My heart beats wet in my stomach. Their hands slide their their way across my lips and pull them open for the whole world to see. My feet scrape the ground, but I can't go there. Not yet. Not yet. I'm still sinking. My lungs are full of paint. Wet, gritty, smooth. I lie on the bottom now, mouth jammed open, just out of touch. Um, something funny, I just I realized while I was reading, it says ice screaming. <laughs> <laughs> There's a spelling mistake. But um, That's pretty funny. One of the reasons uh, is because I be- it's from a song, uh, I think it's called I Miss the Misery, and she talks about, you know, paint on her heart or whatever and for me paint evokes a very particular feeling like I can kind of taste it almost and it's this very like it's wet gritty and smooth and that's why that's in there um and then uh yeah my lungs are full of paint it is this like someone who's trapped this is obviously a different kind of writing and description style than what Melissa did, but I focus a lot on similes. Yeah. But yeah, you definitely get a very vivid picture from it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have anything else to add before we head out? I don't know. I think we pretty decently covered everything that we wanted to well i think that's all we have for today so we'll see you guys in two weeks for our sixth episode which is writing queer characters the best kind of characters (laughs) heck yeah all right see you later bye